What's up, people? Another episode of Justice Sports. Jamal K. Davis here with you. I tell you what, I felt like like Aaron Rodgers. I was in a black hole after the Super Bowl. I just was like, eh. I was kind of in the sports, but not really watching, watching a little bit of the NBA. But, you know, really, I just kind of took a break for a little bit. And I'm back. The NBA brought me back because it's All-Star Weekend. Tiger Woods, he's going to possibly make the cut. In his own Genesis Invitational Tournament. First time playing in like seven months for Tiger Woods. I had a opportunity to meet greatness the other night. And I will talk about that as well. Uh, before I get to that though, I want to talk about the NFL. No, I'm not going to go back to the Super Bowl as I said on my video, I'm done with that, with the refs. I'm happy. I am happy for the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't want to seem like I'm hating on the Chiefs. I didn't have a dog in the fight, really. You know, I know my mom and my brother are Eagles fans, but they're good. And I'm good, too. But I thought it was funny, the re the, the parade. You know, watching the video from the parade that came across on social media that Mahomes who within his right enjoying the parade maybe had a little 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 bit to drink was taking a selfie with the fan and then kind of walks off and gives the fan the Super Bowl trophy I'm sure somebody immediately even the video doesn't continue on I'm sure somebody was following behind them and grabbed it back but I thought that was funny and then to add to that when Tom Brady was like I don't see what's wrong with that because if I remember correctly, when the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl and they had their parade on the water, he like threw the trophy from one boat to the other. I thought that was funny. I thought it was really funny. Um, but I want to talk about, as I have started to call him, Eric the Enemy. We're talking about Eric the Enemy. He has become the face of a topic that is, it's really not one that not that I don't care to discuss and you may or may not want to discuss it but it comes up too much and that is race as it pertains to black coaches black offensive or defensive coordinators or wherever the assistant coach comes from being able to get opportunities as head coaches Eric Bieniemy just got passed over for the offensive and defensive coordinator from the Eagles in the losing Super Bowl team. They got head coaching jobs. What's wrong with Eric the enemy? I don't know. Ryan Clark says, quote, I don't want to be the guy that always has to bring up that black coaches are continually overlooked. I'm the guy that wants to bring up what are these other coaches doing that the African-American and minority coaches aren't doing that's allowing them to get jobs because it can no longer be about winning championships because neither Shane, and I'm going to butcher his name, Steichen or Jonathan Gannon did that. But here we are two days after the Super Bowl that they lost, by the way, and they now have had coaching jobs. Ryan Clark, a former NFL player and now an analyst on ESPN. Then we had Lewis Riddick, also a former football player um, and on ESPN. Quote, not going, this was actually on Twitter. Not going to waste my time trying to explain why Urban Meyer, Cliff Kingsbury, and Nathaniel Hackett receiving the opportunity to fail so spectacularly as head coaches before Eric Bieniemy has to make a lateral move to prove his competency as a coordinator. 
is a bleep, bleep, bleep embarrassment. In quote or in tweet, I guess. My thing is that, look, there have been opportunities for minority head coaches to be head coaches. Maybe not at the rate that we feel that there's an equal opportunity uh, for Eric Bieniemy, And I think at this point, he's become a martyr for a cause that I'm sure he doesn't want to be. I'm bummed because he's been given multiple opportunities to interview for head coaching jobs. He's on like interview number 16. But my question to you is if you were applying for multiple jobs and didn't get one, at some point you would think there's something wrong with you and not so much the employer. And that's unfortunately a situation that Eric Bieniemy is in. Because I feel like that's what's happening to Eric. And it's been talked about a little bit. But I feel that there is something wrong with Eric at this point and not necessarily the position. Now he's going to take this lateral move and become the offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. Uh, it's kind of weird that he goes from the Chiefs to the former team with the R name. Um, it makes me happy because he can make Washington's offense better. And, and I'm happy if the team is better. So selfishly, there's a slight uptick in my excitement as Eric Bieniemy being the head, the potential head coach after Ron Rivera, if that's the lineage, that's going to happen. The problem is Washington doesn't have Patrick Mahomes under center. They don't have Patrick Mahomes under center. Under center. Now, granted, I think Washington should be trying to get Derek Carr for a short term. He would be an instant upgrade. Or Lamar Jackson as a long-term investment. Sell everything in the kitchen sink to get Lamar, I say. But we don't have that quarterback on this team. I don't want to hear about Sam Howell. If they prove me wrong, okay, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll eat my pride. But I don't know about Sam Howell being able to do that. So the next thing for me is when you think about Eric Bieniemy making a good decision. Not just for his life, but when you think of as somebody as a potential head coach of your team. I have to admit, y'all, something came in my mind. I was like. Is this guy a good decision maker? You leave the Super Bowl champs in the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes and a head coach that at some point may be retiring and you maybe could take over in Kansas City and still have Patrick Mahomes and you leave that for this? Uh, to me, that doesn't make sense. I want to wait to see how things shake out, to hear about why he may have felt that this was a good move for him. Maybe to get under Andy Reid's shadow, I guess. But at the same time, you know, I mean, I guess if it's just for money, all right, maybe you get more money. Maybe you got Daniel Snyder and the owner who's desperate to try to make him seem like, hey, I can be a good owner. I can support minorities, you know. 
that's a possibility and kind of a good possibility. I, I could see them giving him a lot. But I don't quite understand this move. And I worry that if the debacle of a franchise that Washington has become actually worsens the situation for Eric Bieniemy. That's my main concern. And I want to say that I'm, hey, I want everyone to prove me wrong. I'm just telling you what I am feeling and thinking based on the reactions of seeing that Eric Bieniemy is set to be the offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. I just don't think it's a good a good move. I just don't think it is a good move. That's where I am with it. Yeah, he'll get a multi-year contract and he'll get a pay raise. And he'll get, I still think it's lateral, but a title of assistant head coach. Uh, I don't know. And it's tough. Because the two offensive coordinators with the Chiefs before that, Doug Peterson, Matt Nagy, yeah, they both got head coaching jobs. It's, you know, there's something there. And there was also a tweet, I think, that came out by a player that said, he doesn't like the way he didn't like the way Eric Bieniemy. Lashawn McCoy said he didn't like the way Eric Bieniemy talked to him, and maybe that's why there was an issue where he thinks that that is a reason why there could be an issue with him potentially getting a head coaching position. And I I, I wanted I heard that out too. I was like, oh yeah. Okay, that, that's interesting. I may not agree with it, understand it, but that is interesting, to say the least. To say the least. That's interesting. All right, as I mentioned, I came out of darkness for NBA All-Star Weekend. But I'm already dazed and confused with it, if you will. I am... I'm trying to watch what I can, but uh, the the Rising Stars Challenge, shout out to Grand Theft Alvarado. He got the MVP. It was all right, but the game was convoluted and contrived. I just want to see a basketball game. It's just weird to me. I just... I, I just don't know. I mean, yeah, he hit the game winner, but it's like... You know, they're like three different games. I mean, I guess I see what you're trying to do. There's like a little mini tournament, a three-game mini tournament. I mean, but then there's like specific points that you're going for. I don't know. It was cool. I like Jose Alvarado. I thought that was kind of, that was neat. Um, and he is a rising star, if you will. But then the thing is, as we look at Saturday night, 
No, actually, you know what? Check that, check that. Time out, time out, time out. I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to come back to that. Because I got more I want to get to. Um, we'll talk about the slam dunk contest. Before I go back to the game, let's talk about this NBA app. There's a new NBA app that allows for fans to insert themselves as avatars into live games. Now, on at the beginning when I saw this come out, I was like, uh, okay, let's see what they have. And, you know, you had the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver out there with the mod Rashad showing it off. And, you know, he used the phone to go around the mod Rashad. And then all of a sudden he was in the game and, and they had him take over uh, or his avatar was basically doing the movements of another player. And then, frankly, I don't remember what player it is anymore. And part of me was like, okay, am I like in that generation where I'm like, I don't like all of these new things. No, I'm cool with it. I get that maybe the younger generation may like it. I'm going into it with open eyes and mind. I'm like, all right, I, I, let's see what this does. But to me, it's still a gimmick. It's not anything that is like groundbreaking. And I imagine the other sports, yeah, it'd be cool in the NHL, the NFL. But then you also are showing it on your phone. I'm like, well, I don't want to watch it on the phone. If you're saying in the, in watch it on TV, I guess you can project it. But I start thinking about what player would I want to be if I was doing that. And the first one that came to my mind is Steph Curry. I feel like He's got the game and the attitude that I like the way he plays. I like how he takes the game. He knows he's a stone cold killer, but you never see him taking himself too seriously where he's like the yelling and screaming and hurting, you know, people. I mean, he just he knows what he can do. And I like that about him. But also jokingly was like. Can I be a player exercising that load management bench warming? What if you wanted to do that? I'll just sit on the bench. Load management LeBron James. Load management Kawhi Leonard. Whoever the case may be. There's also a couple new things on the app. There's going to be celebrity commentary. Eh. Especially after I heard, and I like him, Ben Affleck doing the starting lineups for uh, the celebrity game. I was like, no, I'm good with the celebrity commentary, but hopefully somebody will be better. Maybe it's just because it needs to be a comedian. Integrated betting. Yes, I do some betting, but I just hope every time I think about that, I just don't want anybody to lose their shirt. That's all I'm saying. Enhanced camera angles. I like that. The ability to transport the game to virtual locations. I mean, what? They're going to walk and run on water? Guess have them playing in the Caribbean? Okay, we could do that. We could do that. I do have one idea that I think the NBA and NFL and the other leagues are missing out on. And they should all add. And they can charge for it. Make a lot of money. I'm not giving out free ideas to make them millions. Trust me, you'd buy it. You would buy it. But I'm not giving out that kind of money. I'm not going to do it. Realistically, none of these are exciting to me. Especially as I mentioned on a small screen. If you could actually play with NBA players, which I know that will never happen. 
then maybe that'd be more exciting. You know, I mean, I feel like, you know, baseball always have the fantasy camps. I'm surprised that football and hockey and basketball don't do that. Even if it's as part of the all-star game. You know, maybe invite a few other players and have a little fantasy game. But there it is. I just gave away another idea. I would go for that. I would go for that. So back to the All-Star game. We know we got slam dunk Saturday night. There are no stars in the slam dunk championship anymore. They're just Jericho Sims, Mac McClung, shout out to Georgetown, Trey Murphy the third, Kenyon Martin Jr. No, no, no. We the I'm not watching that. I don't care about that. The judging is awful, and now the players are not even stars anymore. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to see LeBron James in the slam dunk contest. Not this year, but just in general. You want to see stars. If you could have Giannis in the slam dunk contest. Right? I mean, there's a reason why whether you're eight and just starting to watch the NBA or in your 20s, 30s, 40s, I bet everybody would love watching that Jordan-Dominique Wilkins slam dunk contest. Real all-stars show it, showing what they can do. Excuse me. This is, come on. I'm not, I'm not watching this. I'm not. I'm not watching, you know, and I eh, kind of on the skills challenge. But I'm I'm not really there either. It's the Antetokounmpo's versus the Jazz. And the rookies. I mean, I guess that, that could be kind of fun. You know, I mean, I'd rather see these participants in the slam dunk championship than the ones that are there. I mean, you got Giannis, Jordan Clarkson, Paolo Banchero. I mean, that's pretty good. Three-point contest. That's taken over with, like, having better names. Jason Tatum, Tyler Hero, Tyrese Halliburton, Dame Lillard, Dame Time. feel like my money's on Lori Markkinen. The big men have been winning that lately. I'm going with the hometown guy, Lori Markkinen, for this one. I just don't see it. I just don't see the excitement in Saturday night the same way anymore. But I'll still watch. Of course I am. Now, as for the main event, that's going to be pretty cool to see Giannis and LeBron picking their team live. Assuming Giannis is still going to pick the team. I didn't see any news that he wouldn't be. So... That would be fun to see it live. I think that's cool. I think they should do that more often. I mean, Giannis's first pick, if you had to put money on it, is going to be his teammate in Drew Holiday. It has to be. 
I mean, I don't know if it would be anybody else. Realistically, I don't think that it would. I think that's what you would have to do. I think that's what you would have to do. Speaking of having to do something. Tiger Woods is doing something that is. Unimaginable seven months ago that he would be not only playing golf, but about to make the cut in his own tournament. Play was suspended. On Friday, so they've got to pick it up. He had three straight birdies in his final Three holes to shoot two under in his first PGA Tour in over 844 days. I hope he makes the cut. It's been seven months since he last played golf competitively, so that should be fun. The only thing that's marring everything is... He's got to stop with the tampon jokes. That's the only thing that I feel like that was just simply not funny. And I'm glad that he apologized. But he's got to be smarter than that. There's nothing funny about that. And I'm happy that Tiger immediately apologized. He said, quote, it was supposed to be all fun and games. Obviously, it hasn't turned out that way. If I offended anybody, it was not the case. It was just friends having fun. As I said, if I offend anybody in any way, shape, or form, I'm sorry. It was not intended to be that way. It was just we play pranks on one another all the time. And virally, I think this did not come across that way. But between us, it was. It's different. It's not different. It's just... Just don't do it. That's it. If you know something is offensive, I mean, I know you were trying to do it on the sly and had it like tightly balled in your fist and you were trying to slip it to him slowly. Just don't do those kind of things. Right? That's the best thing you can think of. It's just not to do those kind of things. Now, something, a kind of thing that I did get to do is if I could tell you the most iconic photo from the Olympics, what would you say it was? My guess is that it would be the three Olympians. On the podium doing the Black Power salute. John Carlos and Tommy Smith were the two black players on the podium. With Peter Norman, the Australian, and they held up their black fists. You know that is the most iconic photo ever for the Olympics. Everyone knows it. And I had the opportunity to have dinner with him 
along with some other colleagues. And it was one of the greatest experiences of my life that I never expected or intended to have. And I thoroughly enjoyed sitting and listening to the history. Him talk about raising a a chicken that he thought it was going to save his family money by having a chicken who could lay their own eggs, although it ended up being a rooster, so it couldn't lay eggs. But he actually won a science fair because he taught it to count and read colors. He talked about how at, uh, as a teenager, he burned down trees in his apartment complex and got in trouble initially, but got out of it because he exposed a landlord who wasn't doing what they were supposed to do with the property. He got in trouble for it, but so did his landlord. He stood up to the landlord as a teenager and he said, it was the first time my dad said, I respect you. He said, I have so much respect for you. And John Carlos said that meant a lot to him. And then to hear him talk about his meeting with Dr. Martin Luther King. And how John Carlos had a chance to be the pebble that you throw in the in the still lake and you think it doesn't do anything to the lake, but it's the ripple effects when the pebble hits the water. That's its effect. And how John Carlos has an opportunity to do that. He talked about meeting Malcolm X. Malcolm X asking John Carlos if he can keep up with him. John Carlos like, yeah, I think I can keep up with you. These experiences with two of the great African-Americans in history also came very close to the time when they passed away. And it was interesting to hear John talk about um, his connection to both of them and him understanding his place in history and how many people look up to him and what he did for them. I'm immensely proud that I was able to go there. And by the way, he was a 15 round selection by the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFL. Just FYI. He used to work for Puma as well. He was on the organizing committee for the 1984 Summer Olympics. There were so many things that I wanted to ask him. And I just couldn't. It's just there were so many of us. We all wanted to talk to him about different things. And in the end, we just ended up sitting there listening. Listening to him talk. And I thank him for that. I thank the organizers of the dinner that invited me to the dinner. Um, it was it was magical. Um, and I wish my son could have been there. And I planned to have him meet him. But then my son got sick and I felt like I can't take him. I just couldn't. I just couldn't. But to stand up for what you believe in. 
on a stage like that, sacrificing whatever it may have meant for your career, um, that takes courage. And it even took courage out of Peter Norman, who also was ostracized, although he didn't hold up the black fist, but he was ostracized in Australia for it. John Carlo stood up for him when Tommy, when, excuse me, when Peter Norman passed away and told the people of Australia, you should have been behind him the, during his life after the Olympics. He was just an extraordinary man. And I'm glad that I was able to meet him. That was, that was just simply amazing. And I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Hope he made it back home safely. I'm sure he did. All right. Enjoy All-Star NBA, All-Star Weekend. Baseball is back. I'll be talking about baseball soon on the next pod. I may do some shorter pods as things come up in my mind. I'll just kind of talk about them. That's what I may do. That'll do it for Just for Sport. I'm Jim Okay. Ciao for now.